0: All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know?
1: Morning, ladies. Good
2: morning. Good morning. How is everybody? Excellent. Always amazing. You should know that by now. Good. Welcome, everybody, to
1: Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Alright. Which is exactly what we do. We tell you all kinds of things you didn't know you needed to know. Anyway, this is
2: <laughs> We haven't even started drinking yet. Hannah's lost your shit already. Oh my I'm, just gonna,
3: I'm just gonna introduce us as
2: uh Sneezy, s- Sleazy and Grumpy. I- well, I'm sneezy, which means you're either sleazy or grumpy, well, Mary. I'm
1: not grumpy, so she thinks I'm sleazy. Wow. <laughs> well, better to be sleazy I than said, a rich bitch. Well, I guess that makes us sneezy, sleazy, and slimy. <laughs> <laughs> there you
3: go. I, couldn't,
2: I said sneezy, and then I could not come up with another name of a dwarf, and I'm like... Oh, hold on. Wait, wait. Ready? Sneezy, sleazy, and breezy, which means someone passes a lot of gas. Or they're...
1: Not wearing underwear and a short skirt.
3: <laughs> I'm wearing a length skirt, but no underwear.
1: She's breezy. <laughs> wow. That makes
3: you sneezy. That's all
1: right. Some, you know, my husband likes me that way. Oh, all right. Okay. Let's get back on track here. How about that? Okay. This is Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. With your amazing hostesses, Mary Swartz, Hannah Green, and Lynn Samuels.
2: Yeah, we're here to entertain you. Make you roll your eyes. Keep informed. Keep you informed. informed. Yes. Absolutely. I like it. Make your brain hurt a little. And
1: that's not, an, that's not a real quiet day. Yes. So.
3: And we're here to tickle, tickle your funny bone.
1: All right. I like it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. We love having you here. So this is um, April 3rd. This is season two, episode
2: number 24. Wow. Yeah. How did that happen? We're like halfway through the second season already. now That is amazing. I know.
1: So, for anybody that missed it, um, last Wednesday we had the story of Manny Quinn on the other on the other podcast, Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. Because you're an asshole. I know, but I did it well. (laughs) And we threw out a bonus episode on April 1st, which was April Fool's Day. Um, I faked my own death, and that one was really good. Oh, that that one was that that one was fun to do. It was fun to do. I thought the topic was super appropriate, too. Definitely. All righty. I'm going to start with my word of the week. Yes, Mary. My word of the week is breatharian. Breatharian. Could you spell that, please? I will spell that for you, Alex. B-R-E-A-T-H-A-R-I-A-N. Breatharian.
3: Mm. Breatharian? Breatharian. Oh, that's one of those people. Who's like a yogi who subsists on air alone? They just breathe the air.
2: Yes. Yes, I've heard about those people. I agree.
3: They don't need food. They don't need water. They live on air alone. They're breatharians.
2: Yes. How the fuck did you know that? It's a real thing.
1: I know it's a real thing. I didn't think you would have Is that really what it is? Yes, yes. exactly.
2: <laughs> it really is. It because really is.
3: Women it- Vernon teases me about it all the time because I tend to not eat as much as I should. And so he's like, you're one of those. And he just says a person who who lives on air alone. An Eritarian, I think we joke, but I was like.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's, no, a, it's, it's a person who believes that it is possible through meditation to reach a level of consciousness where one can exist on air alone. Yep. Holy shit. You accidentally yep. got it. 100% right. I think this is just that we're going to have to go now. <laughs> my brain. Okay, just, my brain one. literally just exploded. Hold on. I've got I got I was pretty sure when Hannah agreed with you totally that she knew what it was. And then I thought you knew what it was. Yeah. 100% so right. I was-
3: I'm thinking of going like Brevin, like brethren is like your relatives yeah. of brothers, so I was actually thinking of combining the two, and I don't know. Will no. you
1: reach such a level of consciousness that your brother can
2: breathe on, survive on air alone? <laughs> Let's try it. Okay, who's got the next word? I do. That was good. That was, I do. That was really good. good. Let's talk about Grice. Grice? Grice. G- G-R-I-C-E? G-R-I-C-E. Ooh. Little pig. <gasps> it's a little pig. She is two for two. It is a baby pig. That one's a duh. Why do you think I
3: know that? That'd be my husband's last name. He says it a hundred
2: times. Yeah. Well, just because it is your husband's last name doesn't mean you would know what it means.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. So I
2: thought it was going to be really funny to tell you that your husband's a baby pig. Two for two. Wow. All
3: right. I'm on a roll.
1: All right. It's actually
3: three for three because I'm going to...
1: Do you know the last word that, of the yeah. week?
3: I do. Wow. I do.
1: This is like getting wordle on the first guess. <laughs> Never
3: happens. <laughs> okay. So Brennan asked, he's like, "How, you know, how often do people get it? And I told him, I said, if you think of every five-letter word out there, I said yeah. it's a one in that many chances. Yeah. Like, if you get it on the first chance, let's go play the lotto, or lottery. If or you get it
1: on the first chance, them. I'm going to say – you actually read the daily article that it gives to you at the end of the article, which or, I do not oh. do. I do not do or, that but there is there is a thing that they put out every day for the wordle word and it will actually give you four clues and if you can't get it with oh. that, then it'll give you the actual word
2: but I don't I, don't I, use didn't, know that. I didn't I didn't I know didn't there know was know an article but I will say I think that if you get it on the first chance, first try, it's probably luck, unless you actually is. Because for example, I always my first word is always a word that incorporates the most common letters. So yeah. like R S T L N E, you know what I mean? Yeah. Larry so, has a list of words that he starts with. So <laughs> I change my word around every day that I start with, but usually it incorporates some right. combination of those letters. So for example, if it was stare, S-T-A-R-E, I might actually get it on the first try. Yeah.
1: And I try to start with a word that has five different letters, not like any duplicates. Right.
2: Yeah. So oh. it is possible, highly unlikely. I'll try not to yeah. do that to you again this morning, what I did this morning. Then I will try not to send that
1: to you at 447 in the morning. 447 in the morning. morning. Sorry.
3: I woke up and did my Wordle. I'm like, oh, it's 4 a.m. It's Wordle time.
1: <laughs> what time is it? So it's a Wordle time.
2: Name, yes, she's texting me her Wordle score. It's a all right. I occasionally wake up at like, you know, 3.20 in the morning. I'm going to do Wordle and send it to Lynn. Nice. Ditto. Back at you. Okay, well, 3 a.m. your time is six o'clock. My time, no, I'm probably it's only five right now. Oh, it's five o'clock right yeah. now. Okay, well, I'll, there's a good Hold chance on, I'm no, already I'm up. Do
3: it before I go to bed at like midnight or something. <laughs> like, no.
2: Okay, well, my it's phone's on bad. silent, so go for it. Oh, all right. Anyway,
3: it was pretty cool, Mary, because you told us something we didn't need to know about Wordle with the article. Yay.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I came across it in, like, I actually read it today after I finished the Wordle. And when I got down to the clues, it was like, if you can't get it through the clues, you need to give your phone up. You just, you need to give your phone up. And if you have to use the clues, well, like, you know, not everybody's brains are like ours either. Well,
2: the one the other day was rough.
1: Oh, that was. Oh, we all said gosh, that. Oh, my gosh. The
3: one that it took me six to get to the one day was rough for me. Yeah, I just... that was
1: the the... Was that rupee? That was rupee. That was, yeah.
3: No, well, rupee was okay for me. It was one a few days before that oh. where it took me six to get it. It was like three or four days ago.
2: Rupee was me... hard for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a yeah, friend no, I... who does Wordle every day, and she did not get rupee. And she was like, I couldn't figure out the word.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Sunday you got it on your first try, Mary. Um, because because Larry
1: put in his first word, and I don't remember what he told me, but I will, like, take his first guess. They and, work together. And put it on a piece of paper, like, what's not in there and then what is in there. And then I accidentally did get it on my first guess after but, his first guess. So. But she's
2: not doing it alone blindly like you and I do it. She and Larry work together to to do it.
3: Yes. Yeah, I think it was, it was sometime last week that... that it took me oh today was hard for me today was it took it? me five today i got it on five well my first one had nothing in it my second one had three right in the wrong position then my fourth one or my third one had four right, but all in the wrong position again
1: oh yeah and
3: that yeah so i yeah i i really that was just one of those bizarre ones in johar And Mary, you got three right away. I did. I got three
1: right on my first guess. But then what it was, was like the, then there were so many words that could have gone in there. So many. Yes. So freaking many. That I got an additional word on my second guess. And there were still a couple words that could have fit in there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just, yeah, today just was one of those off ones for me where, where when, when you get the first one and you've got nothing right, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Where do I go from here? So. Yep. Oh, I think it was Vivid. Vivid was the one that took me six because oh, I didn't. just started playing, and oh. here's what I didn't think about. I didn't think about double letters.
1: Right, so because I, I don't usually either, which is yeah, when we had Rupi, those- it never occurred to me.
3: Yeah, see, Vivid vivid was one of, I think, the first or second day I played it, and I did not think about double letters at all. So I knew it had the V in there, and I thought, what could it be? And I, I, did, I tried every combination. I think it could have been an A or an I for me. And so I tried everything, and I was like, none of these are making a word. What could it be? So, yeah.
1: All right. Okay. So we've done lots of word shit.
3: Yes. Yes, okay. but words...
1: Words, words are, are important. Words are very important. All right.
3: <laughs> Our whole thing is words.
1: All right. You're right. That's all we do. Because we don't do video, we have to do words. Yes.
2: All right. Yeah. Thank God we don't we do video. W- we'll, don't we know. would do a
3: very poor mime podcast. Okay.
1: Interesting tidbit.
2: You ready? Okay. Oh.
1: Nearly 15 million people in the U.S. alone have an alcohol use disorder. And about 95,000 people die every year from alcohol-related deaths, according to the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. Okay. Now, there's a new treatment option that could emerge in the future. It is based on a hormone called FGF21, which has been found to suppress alcohol consumption in monkeys. Okay. In a peer-reviewed study that was published in Cell Metabolism, which is a magazine, a team of researchers found that that the compound of FGF21 that was given to alcohol loving monkeys reduced booze intake by 50%. Now, there's a lot of people that are like are against testing on animals and I understand that and I also understand the other side and I while I don't like or necessarily agree with testing on animals, I understand why it's necessary. I would like to know who the hell introduced alcohol to monkeys because that you're just
2: asking for a problem. Haven't you heard about the drunk squirrels? We're talking monkeys. They're bigger, and they throw their poo. Have you ever seen a squirrel throw poo? I've seen squirrels do a lot of really awful things. They do know. not throw their own poo. I was going to say, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever seen them right. throw poo, though.
1: So, um, the, the compound was originally developed by Pfizer. Uh, it actually had the original goal of treating diabetes and obesity. Unfortunately, it didn't really work out in clinical testing. Um, so it was great at helping people lose weight, but it wasn't really effective at reducing the blood glucose levels for diabetics. So according to the article, we shouldn't worry because the monkeys in the study were not plied with alcohol until they developed an addiction. Peop- so if they weren't plied with alcohol we're until gonna they developed there. an addiction. We're going to get there. Okay. All right. The team that did this study turned to a colony of green vervet monkeys on St. Kitts Island that are predisposed Finding and consuming alcohol, which they feel is most likely due to genetic traits that were passed down from generation to generation. In addition, they also ran these similar trials on mice who were conditioned to prefer alcohol, and they showed similar results to the monkey trials. It's not clear yet how soon we might find FGF21 tested out on humans, but if those trials are approved and they end up being successful, millions of people around the world who are struggling with alcoholism soon have a new option to help them stay off the bottle wow i don't even know if i have it do you think okay here's my next question after you have found these monkeys that you know are prepositioned to alcoholism how do they do you now have an aa group for them
3: i i agree with johanna my question really is how are these monkeys getting the alcohol because you know alcohol isn't just sitting out there in the wild it's where, where are they going to get well, this alcohol? Saint, oh. Well, St.
1: Saint Kitts Island, um, and I don't really know anything about it because I didn't do any in-depth looking at that particular thing because it's a tidbit, and when I start looking further at tidbit shit, I go down rabbit holes, which is part of my story that I'm going to do in a couple weeks. There were multiple rabbit holes, and it ended up being a lot of hours out of my life that I kind of lost over a
2: subject that... Okay should have been a tidbit. ladies, I need to show you a photo and I would like a reaction from you okay are you okay. sending it to us? Okay. nope I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to you
1: okay hang on I have to put Lynn up here okay. okay oh I've seen that It's not real. I wouldn't even believe it was real okay I didn't believe it was real the first time I saw it. You just ruined my whole story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you asked me for a reaction. Wait do it again. I got this. I got this. <gasps> Jesus Christ! Did they get out
3: of life? Let me see. Oh my really God! Good. Oh my God!
2: That's so... Oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Stop it, you guys. You've ruined my whole story. Stop it. Never mind. Go on with your tidbits. Okay. This one has to do with Michigan.
1: Michigan schools are not providing litter boxes for students who identify as cats.
3: Excuse me? They're not. That's wrong. That's just cruel and wrong. That's bullshit. We need to, let's get a truck convoy and let's go. What
1: are we going to do? Um, clog, what, what are we going to do? Clog up the Michigan school system? No, the roads. We're going to clog up the roads because that's what we do. <laughs> That'll teach them. All right. Michigan schools are not providing litter students litter boxes for students who identify as cats. This was an actual headline on January 22nd of 2022 for an article that was on TrendingPolitics.com. This online article, which was shared on Facebook, claimed that a school in the state of Michigan placed a litter box in a bathroom for use by students who identify as cats. I would like to know how much they're paying their janitors now. And how big of a scoop do you have to use?
3: I, I don't know. I do think maybe that's not true having worked at schools because there's so many problems with that but i i don't know if that is true that that happened
1: the claim came from a parent who alleged she heard about the incident but she actually provided no evidence so the claim originated from a school board meeting in which a parent stood up and said quote yesterday i heard that at least one of our schools in our town has in one of the unisex bathrooms a litter box for the kids that identify as cats and i am really disturbed by that And yes, she actually said this. I will do some more investigation on that, she said. I know it's going to go nationwide. It's part of the agenda that's being pushed, which obviously she's throwing politics in. And that's the end of her quote. Now, there is a YouTube video you can watch for this because it actually went, I did not watch it. So on January 20th, which was two days previously, the co-chair of the Michigan Republican Party shared a video of the meeting on Facebook saying that kids, he said, quote, kids who identify as furries get a litter box in the school bathroom we parent heroes, will take back our schools, end quote. So Midland Public School Superintendent responded on Facebook saying, it is unconscionable that this afternoon I am actually sending this communication. However, our Midland stakeholders may be confused about a false message accusation that has surfaced this week and is gaining traction in the social media. Let me be clear in this communication, there is no truth what whatsoever to this false st- statement there have never been litter boxes in the bathrooms within the Midland Public Schools.
2: You know, cat litter is not cheap. Can you imagine how much cat litter it would take for a human cat box? Your taxes are going up to cover that <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> Literally. I am not naming any names. I think that people who push that these stupid, unintelligent, unintelligent, baseless ideas around without thinking get enough attention as it is. This is This is my opinion. I am embarrassed enough as a parent to think that another parent would actually stand up in public and say this out loud. Has no one ever heard the
2: think before you speak adage? Or the ever? fact that children will say a lot of things just to get a reaction arise. And if you are a child who knows that their parent will react to something and make a scene and blow it out of proportion and you can all have a good laugh, yeah, teenagers would do it. Yes, but this was an actual parent that stood up and said this, and it yes, was like. Yes, but she had to have heard it from somewhere. So, which means to me, she either heard it from another parent, or she heard it from a child. But shame, on, the shame on any parent that takes this story and continues. Oh, I agree.
3: Have this. you not read the news? It is happening, not just to parents, but it's happening all the way up. Yep. I, I try to stay away from the news, news anymore. And nothing's happening. People don't think before they speak. Nope. They say anything. And if it is going to start a shit storm, they're going to say it, even if they don't believe it, because, oh my God, I can start a ruckus.
2: And I can get my 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just was thinking, as one parent, I, I would, there's no way I could
1: stand up and say something like that. Ever. Yeah, I have no, a little bit of pride though.
3: Parents, if after dealing with parents, Mary, there's a lot of really stupid parents, and you're
1: out there right because people. you've definitely been on the they receiving end of
3: a ton of them oh. where it's like, oh my god, does that even make sense?
2: So, I think Lynn, you have a story for us today, don't you? I do. I all do. Right. Oh, do we want to tell anybody what we're drinking today? Okay, yeah, yeah. good plan. I'm what just skipping drinking? over all of it, Lynn. What are you drinking? <laughs>
3: I'm drinking a homemade caramel macchiato with uh, steamed milk that I made by shaking my low fat milk up in a jar.
1: That's not and what I thought she was shaking.
3: <laughs> it was a jar. It's an old honey jar. It's an old honey jar that I use and I shake my milk up, put it in the microwave. It makes beautiful steamed milk, all frothy and lovely. And then you don't know, have to go pay $8 for caramel macchiato. You may have to try that. Macchiato. We may have to try that. Yeah, I was excited. I was like, this can't really work. And then I was like, it does.
2: It won't work at my house. You don't have a microwave. I don't own a microwave.
1: What? Hannah doesn't have a microwave.
2: I also don't own a toaster or a dishwasher or an actual coffee pot. Because Johanna
3: doesn't live in a real house either. She lives in like a hand-built hut. Yes. On the back floor.
2: You're correct. How do you not... Is it purposeful to not microwave? I purposely do not own a microwave. Is this like She a, doesn't really a have space for those kind of appliances, really. You've been in my kitchen. I have a very small kitchen. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have a lot of counter space. And so about 11 years ago, when my very small microwave died, I made the choice not to replace it. Um, when I want to heat things up, I use the oven. Or I have a small toaster oven slash convection oven. That um, How does it work with your cup of coffee? I'm just
3: wondering, because my coffee's cold, and if I go turn on the oven and put this in the oven, <laughs> I'm just, it seems kind of bizarre <laughs> to heat my coffee up in the oven, but if
2: it works. You and I are not coffee lovers on the same level. Ooh, so I wish what they what could see the mean. look on her face.
3: What level are we on that's different?
2: If my coffee's cold, I'm going to drink it cold, because it's okay. still coffee. Just like if I spill it on my shirt, I am going to suck it out of my oh, shirt. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Oh, I thought she's not going there yet. Yeah, she just went there. And Mary and I have on occasion sucked coffee off of a table with with coffee stir straws. Was there alcohol drink before this? No. There was no alcohol involved. But you don't waste good coffee. No, but it was kind of I think it was kind of a challenge thing. I bet you won't, bet you won't, bet you we will. <laughs> Yeah. No, if my coffee gets cold, I I drink it cold.
3: Our listeners to know, I've never sucked coffee out of a shirt or off of a table with a straw.
2: Lynn hasn't really lived. Lynn and I are not on the same level of drinking
3: coffee.
2: No, we are not. We are
3: not. I I will agree with you now. Case is uh, closed and your point is proven.
2: All right. All right.
3: right. Should we start my story? Oh, no, what are you guys drinking? I'm drinking
2: coffee. What are you drinking? We are drinking Deliciousness from St. Julian's. We are drinking a sweet white wine called Native Roots, and it's fantastic. It's just a sweet table wine. What's up, Tim? But it's very nice.
3: Let's move on to my story. All right. The birth of a butterfly.
1: Oh, this sounds amazingly refreshing.
2: Cheesy. It sounds cheesy. All right. (laughs) No, look, look. I don't know what's going on in your head. Mary, really? Yeah. I look at you and I say cheese and you don't get what's going on in my head. Are you making this sexual? Oh, baby,
1: you know it.
3: I will tell you my story has no sexual connotation.
2: Means it's not about a sex doll. Damn it. Sorry. Is there cheese involved?
3: No. How about
2: coffee? No. Microwaves? Is there at least alcohol? No. We don't want to hear the story.
3: <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone.
2: <laughs> My story has none of those things either. Mine has all of it. I'm kidding. It just has, it <laughs> just <laughs> has alcohol. Okay.
3: It's Vers- been heated in a microwave while having
2: sex? On a bed of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 hot. it's hot cheese flavored alcohol.
3: Sharp <laughs> all right oh. On. onward
2: birth of a butterfly all right sorry sorry all right lynn tell us your story please we'd love to hear it imagine not
3: knowing things everyday things things that everyone else seems to grasp things people tell you that you used to understand too what easter thanksgiving or christmas are what a birthday is, why people are upset when someone dies, why people laugh or cry, why they get angry or happy, who your family and friends are, who you are. Imagine being brand new to our planet and having no understanding of how any of it works or where you fit into it. Imagine this every day, over and over and over, every single day. This is the story of Lee Ursik. She lived in Colorado and graduated from Tracy High School in 1987. Lee was an extrovert, an athletic tomboy who loved riding ATVs, NASCAR, hanging with her many friends and taking care of her pets. She was the perfect picture of the all-American girl. After high school, she went on to college and got engaged. Lee was the ranch manager on her family's ranch where she loved to take care of all the animals. In October of 2009, while feeding chickens, she fell down a steep ravine.
2: Fucking no chickens. No one saw it happen.
3: And Lee has no memory of the accident or the rescue. Hold on, except wait. Except for the sheriff.
2: You say no one saw it happen? Did they not question the chickens?
3: They did not, apparently. And I could not find information. I really, I... One interview, she showed the ravine, and I really didn't understand how she fell down a ravine. Feeding Chicken chickens. tripped her. It really, that, that honestly to me was one of those weird things that I was like, she's feeding the chicken over here, the ravines here. How did she fall out? But because no one saw it happen. And she has no memory of it. She can't answer it. She was feeding the chicken. So someone knew she was feeding the chicken. And then they found her in the ravine. Okay. All right. So her only memory is of the sheriff telling her to keep breathing as they rescued her and airlifted her to the hospital. Her injuries were catastrophic. They didn't believe she would even survive. She had a broken neck, a traumatic brain injury, Holy and shit. injuries to her head so severe, it required her to have facial
2: reconstructive surgery. Wow, that's she a fall. I'm yeah. just wondering if if it was a fall or was she actually attacked by someone? I,
3: I honestly kind of wondered that because her not having memory of it and the injuries were so severe. And I'm like, if you're just like walking along and you stumble like... I don't know, either. uh, Either super, super unlucky, or something weird happened.
2: But But if this is an area where she
3: seemed to question it or anything.
2: Well, and here's the thing: she grew up there. It wasn't like she didn't know the ravine was there. That she was unfamiliar with the area or the land. Yes, and this is this is exactly what went through my head. And I thought I've been doing too many
3: podcasts, but honestly, that was when I saw the video. I was like, I this doesn't make sense to me but there's no information on it okay like they found her they knew she'd gone out to feed chickens and so they were just like guess they didn't question right. or if they did they could find nothing about it so so she was temporary temporarily paralyzed she suffered from seizures she had to learn to talk and walk again as she recovered from the hospital due to her traumatic brain injury which i'll call tbis Okay, she had an extremely difficult time. People who suffer from a severe TBI often have extreme challenges and changes to their cognitive and emotional abilities. Now, some of these changes are, if you don't know, profound confusion, and it's not momentarily, it's a long-term thing, agitative, agitation and combativeness, loss of memory, difficulty with reasoning, self-control, important judgment leading to high-risk behaviors, difficulty in social situations, verbal and physical outbursts. Unfortunately, it seems as if the staff at our hospital missed the class on TBIs. She was initially misdiagnosed during her recovery as bipolar, based on her behavior, and put on a regimen of psychotropic medication. This Which, if you,
2: if you don't need them, can do all totally awful things, so too.
3: So you take this woman
1: who fell down a ravine that you had to rescue, and she has brain injuries, and she has facial facial trauma, and she has a broken neck, and you say she's bipolar. How the hell does yep. that work? How I, I don't get where they got from A to freaking Z. 24 is what they and basically again,
3: did. It, the weird thing on this is, and I, all I can think is she doesn't have a lot of family or people who, like, there were no interviews with really anyone about this.
1: Well, it could be their so family's extremely like, private, though. If they're very, it, very private people, then they're not—they're not, not going to grant interviews, right? Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. So. All right. So I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't find All any right. more out. And obviously, I you know the hospital if I called them are going to be like, "Hey, we can't legally talk no, about it." No, them. they B, can't. They're not going to admit that they're you know they screwed up or for whatever reason. So. Uh, okay. So yeah.
1: So they diagnosed her as bipolar.
3: Yes, and this was partially due to her losing the ability to have emotions, which is called flat effect. Yes. It's a change that people with the severe TBI can exhibit. She also suffered from complete memory loss. Lee did not remember anything about herself or anyone else, not friends, not family, not her fiance. Her whole life was a blank slate. The accident had not killed Lee though, like they thought it would. It actually led to her rebirth. After leaving the hospital, she flushed her drugs and the new Lee emerged like a butterfly from a cocoon. When you see and hear Lee, all-American athletic tomboy does not come to mind. Artsy, edgy, fun, interesting. I don't give a damn. That's what comes to mind. Tussled wavy blonde hair, long manicured nails, ripped jeans with a leather jacket, Steven Tyler style sunglasses and a cigarette hanging from her hand. Lee has the husky voice of a serious smoker and her effect is strange. The way she talks, her cadence, word choice, the way she strings her sentences together makes you sit up and pay attention. Seems like she knows things, important things, things you need to hear and ponder. Many of the statements she makes don't make sense as she says them. But she speaks with such conviction, you're sure it's your lack of understanding and not her that's the problem. Maybe you should write them down and study them. But she goes so fast. It's like trying to catch a rainbow. You run to where you start, but when you get there, move on. Sometimes with a TMI, interesting things can happen to the brain. One of them is called synesthesia. This is when your senses get scrambled and your sensory inputs, taste, touch, sight, Sound or smell happen through more than one of the senses simultaneously. Synesthesia is rare. Only about 7% of the entire population has it. Lee sees colors when she hears sounds. She also sees numbers and letters as colors. She sees colors as shapes. For example, when asked about the color blue and black, she sees a triangle in a square. Blue with green is a circle with a square drawn beneath. She also hears sounds when looking at things as if that were not rare enough. Lee's TBI also caused her to have acquired savant syndrome. There are only 20 acquired savants in the entire world. And she is the only known female acquired savant and the only known human to have both synesthesia and the acquired savant syndrome. Acquired savant syndrome is the presentation of a scholarly skill that was not present before the person suffered a TBI. Or illness. The injury to the brain typically involves the left hemisphere, and the right hemisphere then compensates for the injured left hemisphere. The acquired skills typically have to do with time calculation, mathematics, art, or mechanical skills. Most acquired savants have one area. Lee says she has four art, music, literature, and physics,
0: wow. none of which
3: she had any interest in before her accident. During an interview, we told reporters, I see all perception of formulas in front of me, including numbers and theorems. Everything has a sound to it, and everything has a color. I just want to be around physicists, literary professors, educated minds, and just talk to them. I want to discuss things like quantum. Well, she may be gifted in some respects, in other areas, Lee struggles. She wakes up with no memory of what happened the day before. Each day, she must start over and spend the first few hours relearning who she is and what her life is about. Every day, she's relearning her life and rediscovering who she is. She has a caregiver that she met after the accident that has taken Lee under her wing and helps her daily. Her friends from before the accident and even her fiance all drifted away. She creates wonderful pieces of art, but cannot remember them even a few minutes later. It's like there's no record button for her mind. Lee cannot feel or even understand emotions. No happiness, no sadness, no irritation, or even love. She used to have a lot of pets, and now she has no interest in animals. She is described as being in her own world with little interest in other people's worlds. She seems unaware that others are different from her, or if she is aware, she is not able to comprehend it. She has completely lost the ability to read or understand others' emotions. When her brother died, she didn't understand why people were upset. She had no emotions about it and saw it as part of the life cycle and not something to be sad about. I imagine this can come across as very self absorbed, but it is a typical result of a severe TBI. Her home is filled with mathematical equations. She has written all over her house, all over the place, on walls, everywhere. Although, after an interview with Nightline aired on TV, viewers noted that many of her equations don't actually make sense, leading to questions about whether she actually has a math ability rather than just a fascination. Whether math is correct or not, she is undoubtedly flamboyant and creative. She creates and writes poetry that flows like a shimmering river through a deep canopy forest, mysterious and intriguing. I have two of her poems here. Morning spent of glory unknown, cathedrals lay upon the gloating white. Someday, look upon lakes of Saturn Pass, dry washes if miss felt laces destination, cathedrals still unknown. Walk wakes upon boots of lucidity creeps, all wings spread over distance fluttering if mutter sounds, harrow the bounds fields, lay clasping up no other. The next poem is one she made up on the spot during an interview while looking at a vase of flowers. Does it make you think of orchids dancing through time? The petals of Florence design my mind, the laughter of disguises. But time that passes has no reluctance. Define time through the lemon of laughter, the smell of occurrence. And I do not pass. Her artistic creations are not just poems, but also drawings. Using her mathematical ability, Lee creates modernistic black and white images with a sharpie, often drawing them upside down and then turning them over to show what they really are. Her art is made with geometric patterns and a rhythm based on mathematical formulas. She describes her artistic ability as a way of making sense of the world around her. When she created a piece during an interview, she explained it was a representation of the house they were standing in whose lines and shapes with no obvious connection to the house, nothing you could see that referenced anything on the picture. But it's how she sees and interprets what is around her. And her art, it's good enough that the Alice Rice Gallery in Laguna Beach, Florida decided to represent her. Lee says she is lonely. She wants to understand what happened to her. She also wants to know if what she sees in her mind is real. She went to the University of Miami's neurological department and they ran tests to help her have a better understanding of what is going on in her head. Beyond the typical MRA, they also had her draw a very complex picture of a car and house. She drew the windows, the wheels, the doors, and all the little tiny, tiny details first. Then she drew the outlines of the shapes and the things on the outside. The doctor explained that most people they start with the outlines and then add detail lee sees the details before she sees the whole of things you could say she has a difficult time seeing the forest for the trees what does lee say well she says a lot and it's always interesting does what she says and writes make sense are her messages filled with deeper meaning or is her brain sending messages she thinks are correct but in actuality are not Does it matter? Does it matter if her math equations are not true equations with meaning to those learned scholars? Does it matter if her poems when analyzed by higher intellectuals and literature circles don't pass muster? Does it matter if her art is judged by critics as not being what they deem as good? Well, my answer is no. I think the only thing that really matters is how Lee feels about it. If it makes her happy in the moment she's in, then rock on with your cool self, Lee. Anyone who does not celebrate her should go spend some time contemplating what a miracle of life she is and wonder why they can't be happy about
1: Wow. That was amazing, Lynn. That's
2: uh that's an amazing story. I yeah. feel like that puts mine to shame. There's a lot to wrap your head around in that story. Yeah.
3: It is. And it's you know, it's all from two thousand and fifteen and two thousand and sixteen articles. Can't find anything more recent on her and I looked everywhere. And I would love to know. Um, I called the art gallery, <laughs> no one answered. So I couldn't get a hold of anybody there to ask. I sent an email to a, where they have a contact um, on Facebook. She hasn't met on since 2015. And every interview and stuff was with her. And then the, the caregiver lady who I couldn't find a lot of the articles didn't even talk about her, her first name, they just gave a last name. And I tried to find her and couldn't find her either. But i'm really curious about is she still doing well you know what is she doing now but uh it's one of those things i hope that she's still being herself and enjoying it okay. and you guys should google her, her uh art you can see her art we'll probably um, she, she actually has a website
1: i will probably like, use one of her if, pieces of art as our cover for this
3: episode that would be really really awesome and maybe a picture of her because i just think there's, like I said, there's something so edgy and
1: cool about her that I just was fascinated. So. Wow, that's a big difference. Yeah, that was a fascinating story, Lynn. Thank you. Yeah. You're yeah, welcome. when you said was, it has it was, to be your best story yet, I'm like, okay. No, that was, that was amazing.
3: I just, I.
1: And it's one of those I just, stories. I mean, you wrote it really well and you told it really well. And it makes you go, there's so much to this. Yeah, so much. There's going to be so much more to
2: this.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I I wish there were more that I could find. I would love to know. And if I do get a response, I, of course, will let you guys know and fill the
2: readers in.
1: That's awesome. That was a very, very good story.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was fantastic. And now I'm over here, like, trying to Google her and find, find more about her just because.
3: I spent days, I'm telling you, any article you find, I have read. I've read every article oh, I could average. find, and if you look at the dates, there's nothing.
2: Yeah, different. and that's what I was saying. Yep.
3: And even the um, even the the art place doesn't actually have a website. They have a Facebook page, but they do not have a true website. So I don't even know if they're still representing her. So, but I thought if I could get a hold of them, then I could. Uh,
1: so many
2: amazingly uh, awesome questions them. to ask.
3: Yes. Yes
2: yeah she has some fantastic i'm looking at some of her artwork right now and it is it's it's just it
3: does it makes you think she's got something
2: yeah it's fantastic it's not
1: that artwork i understand but it is it's extremely well done and it's complex it's very complex Mm
2: -hmm. very very complex and what's interesting
3: is she said it's things that she sees so like you know one of them she painted was or did draw drew i guess with her sharpies was um an interviewer wow she's like i'm gonna do art of you and then she did one of those things which of course looked nothing like anything that but you that's how like. her
1: brain perceives people and, yes, and, and objects she now
2: around her that's just and to her that's normal now well yes. and looking at all of these and they're all done in black and white one of my questions that i would ask her is does she see the world in color
3: she does she talks about that okay because she sees things she sees colors that aren't there so like they um they did uh, uh what was it I think it was they named oh they named letters to her and they'd say like the letter b what do you see and she told them um they listened to music in the car in one of the interviews they were driving and they had a clip of it and they said what do you see when you hear this music and she said i see and then she named a bunch of colors so as the music playing colors are there in front of her
2: interesting interesting so
1: it's like it it sounds like all the things that she knew she just has different words for yeah like what we learn is a banana she might her brain says nope this is um this is this is red yeah or what we think is red she goes nope that's a car Right, yeah, that that's an amazing story.
2: Yes, very yeah. cool. Yep.
1: I like that. Great, Thank freaking you. job, girl! And you know we're gonna dig a little bit more, see if we can find anything to help you.
3: Yes, yes. If you can find something else, all or right. Something.
1: If one of our listeners knows her. anything about this young lady, Lee Ersig,
2: oh. give us a shout out. Oh, let yeah. us know. Or if you if you have some personal contact with her. If you would like to reach out to her and share this episode, and if she herself would like to reach out to us, you know, or even oh if she goodness. just wants to reach out and speak directly to Lynn and not to us, we are more than happy to make that happen. Yeah. You know, we're not looking to intrude upon her life. We would just like to be able to share her voice with the world. Yeah. that's yeah. She has an amazing
1: story. An amazing story. Yeah. And while it's really sad that her friends and her fiancé, you know, slowly dissipated out of her life, it takes a real special person to understand someone who's gone through such changes. But it also... And who,
2: yeah, I mean, someone who thinks and, and sees things differently than everybody else now. But it does also sound to me that given what she has to work with, that she's living her best life and she's not letting yes. other people... Right. Tell her not, right. not to. Yeah.
3: Yes. I just think she seems so cool.
2: She's definitely, definitely someone that shows the strength isn't really the right word. I'm at a loss for words right now. But resilience. The, there you go. Thank you. The resilience of a human if that's who they choose to be. Because she could have yeah. just chosen to feel sorry for herself and gone and sat in a corner and and you know but okay. she isn't she's But I,
1: I also look on this story. This is like a learning lesson for all of us. This could be a learning lesson for every person that hears oh, yeah. about her, meets her, interacts with her. Yes. It could be such a huge learning lesson for anybody. Oh, absolutely. I like just, I said,
3: a, she could come across as very, like, standoffish. Well, she doesn't because have emotions. Of a, right. Because it, and it's not that she wants to not have emotions. She's not being a jerk.
2: She just but doesn't
3: know. People and have short interactions with people, and they strike you as a jerk or being mean right. or rude or abrupt. You have no idea. It could be somebody with a TBI like that. Right. Yes. Yeah, I and just, if she has to... Have if she More has to patient. start
1: every day fresh from scratch, I can't even imagine what that's like. No. Not even knowing what you did yesterday. Yeah, You know, or your caretaker, the woman that takes care of you or the man that takes care of you every day, wondering every morning who who that person is, well, why they're in your who home.
3: you are. the big Who thing, you who are, are you yeah. wake up every single day and you have no clue of anything. That's why I said it'd be like a stranger to our planet. Not
2: understanding anything. Right. right. Well, and this is this is the best way that I can, in my brain, try to grasp even the smallest shred of what it would be like. And it's not going to come anywhere near close. But we've all fallen asleep unexpectedly and taken that much-needed but unplanned nap and woken up and been completely disoriented and had no idea what we were doing Where exactly have we fallen asleep? What day is it? Yeah. Times that by a million every single day. I I can't. I can't imagine. Mm -mm. So the fact that she hasn't let those circumstances beat her, that she is continuing to live this absolutely just amazing life. And it might not be the life that anybody else thinks is amazing. They all may... People may look at her and feel bad for her, or, like you said, think she's standoffish, or, or think you know, oh well, what a waste, or, you know, whatever. I think she is fantastic and amazing, strong. Yeah, you kind of left me without words, Carolyn. I know. I'm just like I don't even know what words I would use. Resilient, strong, fantastic. Yeah, yeah.
1: Fantastic story. I love that. That was amazing. Yeah, so why don't we do a little bit more digging and see if we can find anything, and then if we do, Lynn can do a follow-up in a couple of weeks,
2: if we find I anything.
3: Love, I would love to do a follow-up. I would yeah. love you should try to call crochet.
2: that, you should try to call the uh, the art gallery the art gallery again.
3: Yeah, I figured I'd give it a few more tries, but you know, I don't know how big of an art gallery it is, or if right. people who... You and know, there are so a lot of art galleries
2: I, that are only open, like, certain hours on certain days. And yeah. Yep. So, yep. so right. maybe this
3: weekend, because I think I tried to call on Monday, so. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe see yeah, if you can cool. find an email for the art gallery or a Facebook page that you can message them on. Good yeah. ideas.
3: I know they have a Facebook page I didn't message, but, yeah. I Good will. ideas. I will keep
2: that. I'm a little excited about that. I know. I know. It's right? fantastic. Wow. All right. Thank you to
1: everybody that... Um, Joined us today and um, got to hear this amazing, uh, brain-wrenching story. Oh, my gosh. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we did because that was that was freaking amazing. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at TMSIDNTK at gmail.com. And we are also on Twitter at TMSIDNTK. And as usual, if you have suggestions, ideas, comments, thoughts, if you have a story of your own you want to share, Feel free, reach out to us. We love our listener suggestions. A lot of our tidbits come from that. Some of our stories come from that. Yep. And if you enjoyed your short stop with us, feel free to take 60 seconds, follow the podcast, rate us, review us. That always helps. And you can find
2: us everywhere. And you know it's free. I know. I you, you know what's better than free? More free? Nothing. More free. Double free. Free with a bonus. All right. Um, so, I think that's all we have this week. It is. So, until next week, stay mischievous. We love you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: Two things I know for sure She was sent here from heaven And she's daddy's little girl As I drop to my knees by her bed at night She talks to Jesus And I close my eyes And I thank God for all of the joy Oh, but most of all, for butterfly kisses, after bedtime prayer, sticking little white flowers all up in her hair, walk beside the pony, Daddy, it's my first ride, I know the cake looks funny, Daddy, but I sure tried, oh, with all that I've done wrong. I've done something right to deserve a hug every morning and butterfly kisses at night. Sweet 16 today, she's looking like her mama, a little. parker, to perfume and makeup from ribbons and curls, trying her wings out in a great big world, but I remember, butterfly kisses, after bedtime prayer, sticking little I love you, Daddy, but if you don't mind, I'm only gonna kiss you on the cheek this time. Oh, with all that I've done wrong, I must have done something right to deserve your love every morning and butterfly kisses at night. She'll change her name today She'll make a promise And I'll give her away Standing in the bride room Just staring at her She asked me what I'm thinking And I said I'm not sure I just feel like I'm losing my baby Must have done something right To deserve her love every morning And butterfly kisses I couldn't ask God for more Man, this is what love is I know I've got to let her go But I'll always remember Every hug in the morning And butterfly kisses